Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe, y'all. There are only 20 calories per serving, no added sugar, and it's infused with stuff I like, including mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, which really helps me to relax after a high-energy day. Recess Mood has four delicious flavors to choose from. My personal fave is Strawberry Rose. If one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol, this is the way. Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. I am also a self-care coach. If this is your first time checking in and pressing play, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you've been rolling with me for a while, welcome back, sis. I'm glad that you are with me again for another episode. Let's go ahead and get into it, all right? I want to talk about this is a working title as I record this, so I don't know what the title of the episode is going to be when I actually post it. <laughs> but I want to talk about my thoughts and feelings and, and I guess maybe even some processes of um, just being a woman, a certain woman, what do they call it? A woman of age who has never been married. And I want to talk about like, do I feel lonely? What does that feel like for me never having been married? How do I... Um, like just prioritize my emotional health and mental health and everything since again I am uh, a single woman and have been for several years so I want to talk about that today if that's you if um, you know you've been single for a minute or you've never been married or you are divorced right now currently no matter where you fall on the spectrum I think this episode will still be a good episode for you because we are going to talk about just you know things like self-love and loneliness and dating and just all that stuff so that's what I'm talking about today okay all right so let's go ahead and get into it so I guess the first thing that I would say or just the the most the biggest question I think that people would have or have 
asked me is <laughs> like how do I feel about being my, by myself all the time like am I lonely you know that kind of thing how do I feel about just being by myself all the time and honestly just off the top of my head I can tell you that for the most part it feels great <laughs> I don't know for the not all the time but for the most part y'all it it feels it feels good and I don't know if it's because a part of me is already just by nature I can lean towards the more introverted side though I do have sometimes I can have extroverted tendencies for the most part you know I'm just a chill person I keep to myself um and one thing I do want to slip in is that based on how I've been socialized, and this is something that I'm also kind of, I guess, thinking about as well, is that introverted side of me my natural side? Or is it just how I, how I, just based on just how I was conditioned and socialized, is that like my true authentic self? Or did I just, I guess, be nurtured to be more introverted if that makes sense so that's something that I'm still kind of questioning and working through as well but I'm just gonna go with for now just that I am introverted right and I and I love that about myself I love being an introvert um and I think that does help me when it comes to just being by myself all the time I don't typically feel lonely but I do have moments where I do miss, of course, being in a relationship. I do miss having a male, I guess, energy around me. I do miss that from time to time, not going to lie. And so um, I have my moments. I have my moments where I'm like, oh, man, I really wish I was in a relationship. And really it comes out when... Uh, first of all, maybe when it's time to pay some bills, I'm like, damn, I wish I had somebody here splitting this rent. (laughs) Hey, this is real talk. Okay. Or if I'm out and about and maybe I'll see a couple holding hands, walking into, for example, like a movie theater or something like that, or maybe just going to a restaurant or something. I'm like, damn, even if for today, I kind of do wish I had a partner, a spouse, uh, you know, a, um, a bestie, my, my counterpart, you know what I mean? Um, so there are moments where I'm just like, oh, I miss that. I miss having that, that energy around me, that presence around me of a, of a man, but not honestly, just any man. And that's, that's the thing. That's why I'm still single. Honestly, that's a part of why I'm still single. So I I don't want necessarily just any man. I want a partner, a spouse, a man around me that accepts me for who I am. They accept my, there was a movie that I watched recently with Kat Graham and the dude from Umbrella Academy. I don't know his name. Uh, and it was a cute little quirky love story on Netflix. What was it called? I don't even know what it was called, but if you look for Kat Graham Netflix movie, you know, the chick Bonnie from the Vampire Diaries, I'm sure you'll quickly be able to find it. And the thing was that she wanted someone that just accepted her for who she was. She wanted someone who accepted her weird. Like, everybody's weird. We all have our quirks. We all have things that make us unique. But it's about having that person whose weirdness makes sense with your weirdness. (laughs) Does that make sense? And, And that was kind of like what she said in the movie. And that resonated with me. Like, I don't want just anyone 
we can all just go out there and, and just get anybody, right? And I know, and this is no shade, okay, at all intended, um, because I did this too. We all know someone, and it may be uses that is in a relationship and they just took the first guy that came along or the first person that came along because either like there was just no self-love there, no esteem. They felt desperate. It was like this desperate energy. Um, maybe this person said the right thing. You're like, oh, finally someone likes me, but there were so many red flags, but you just kind of went with it anyway. And now you're kind of like stuck in this relationship that's not for you. Again, no shade intended at all. Been there, done that, wrote the book, got the t-shirt. I'm not doing that anymore. That's just not for me. So I honestly, I would prefer to just be alone than just be partnered with someone that's just not for me. I, I refuse. Like that's not, that's not self-preservation for me. That's not self-love for me. That's not liberation and freedom for me. That's just not, when I think of my core values, that's just not what I'm okay with now that I'm in my 40s. Um, and I can tell you that based on like my attachment style, like I was, and I have to be careful of this. So this is another reason why I've not really like just been so quick to just jump out there and be like trying to be, get booed up, um, with just the, 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 the trauma or the, the things that I've experienced and where my pain lies, um, my attachment style or I, the way I was conditioned was like just I felt like I just had to jump on whatever was available. And so when it came to dating, um, I just went with whoever just said the right thing. Even though, like I said, red flags galore, it was just clear and apparent that they were not for me. I've dated a narcissist. I've dated someone who down the line, I found out he has like mental, like a, I don't know what his mental illness is. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit up here and try to doctorize or whatever diagnose what I think he has if I had to guess maybe it's bipolar I honestly I'm not sure I'm just not sure but it makes sense now but it took like 20 years for me to even find out that that's what's going on with him um so but again I just with my attachment style I just went with whomever showed me attention, whoever made me feel good about myself. Does that make sense? I would just latch on to these people. And the thing is that like, even when I was in my twenties, I would go on a dating sites. And because I was just so bent on a man making me feel good about myself, the opposite is true too. Like if you were rejected on a dating site, like for example, I was on Plenty of Fish and you put your picture up and if you would get, like if you didn't have your picture up, but you had your description and then once, and maybe you were talking to someone or something and then once you put your picture up, like they just ghost you. Like those were like, that was like a huge blow for my esteem on an already shaky esteem. I never really had a good self-esteem. And so trying to date, and I'm just speaking from personal experience here, trying to date when you do not have a solid foundation, I, I feel like it can open you up to a world of pain, a world of hurt, a world of trouble. Do things work out for people with low self-esteem um, in the dating world? Of course they do. Absolutely. I'm sure that it does. But I feel like 
the chances of you coming out of that relationship unscathed when you don't have a solid foundation, I I just don't see it happening more often than not. So again, just with my attachment style and me just clinging onto the, the first man that said a nice thing or the first guy that would pay me attention instead of really understanding who the hell I am, what my value is, what my worth is, what I bring to the table, you know, um, and allowing my desires, my needs to dictate who I date, like, like my wants, right. Dictate who I date. I was allowing my pain to dictate who I date. I was allowing my my sense of loss to dictate who I date. And it got me into situations that just ultimately, you know, weren't good for me. So I really would encourage you to take a look at your attachment style and your wounding, your wounded points and see if you're allowing that to dictate who's in your life, dating or otherwise, I'm just even just in general, like your relationships and see who it's allowing into your life, see if it's allowing you, what type of boundaries it's allowing you to have or not have. Just all of those things when it comes to just inviting new people into your space, inviting new people into your life versus, you know, this fear of being lonely or being by yourself. So really pay attention to that, okay? Um, I think now I can say with certainty that part of me not dating also was because I had this, just this, this will to be Miss Independent, Miss Strong Black Woman, I can do it all by my damn self. I don't need no help. Nobody ever helped me. So now I got to do all the things by myself. So no man could ever live up to what needs to be done. So what's the point? I may not, ha- may not have thought it, thought of it in that way, but I think that was the energy that I was giving. And so it was just like, why do I need to date? when I've already been hurt so many times before and, you know, guys are not going to be able to take care of me the way that I deserve or, or like, whatever. Like, I, I know this, I realize this may not even make sense because on one hand you have this low self-esteem, <laughs> this low self-esteem, the other, other hand, you're like, but I have standards. <laughs> I realize that may not make sense, but part of me, and maybe this was later on in my dating or in my, you know, as I got older, uh, it was just like, what's the point? What's the point? I can, I, I can make my own money. I can do my own thing. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. Like all of those things. So it's just like, I don't need to date. <laughs> I don't need a man. That's what it was. It was just like, uh, I could take them or leave them, honestly. And, Another part of it was just like me being afraid to let people in and let them see the real me, the real me, the vulnerable me. Even when I was dating, it was I I think I was dating from place of just having my walls up, having my guard up. I have not yet been in a relationship where I have just been 100 percent Brie. And that's honestly, I feel like that's sad because I'm 47 years old. 
But I have yet to be in a relationship where I have just completely been me. I have been guarded. I have people pleased or man pleased. I have, you know, not said things out of fear of someone leaving me or just things like that. Like, I I don't think the true Brie, like the real Slim Shady, please stand up. The real Brie, the real Brie Shady has not ever stood up in a relationship. Not completely. Not completely. And that's the beautiful thing about me being on this this journey to wholeness and um, just self-love and self-care. Um, I know that I'm not the old version of Brie, number one. But number two, it's like when I do decide to be in a relationship, I feel more confident now that I will be able to let someone in and do it not from a place of like where I'm begging them, please accept me, please love me. (laughs) No, a place of this is me and you have the privilege of being in my circle. You have the privilege of of knowing me. You have the privilege of being in a relationship with me And, and, and vice versa, of course. And just two souls just being ourselves and and working through that it's not going to be perfect obviously but doing it where you you are just showing up with your heart open does that make sense and your walls down my walls have been up for so many years you guys so many years and I realized I don't want to operate from that place anymore I don't want to operate from that place of wounded Brie And this is not to say that I don't still have wounds. I do. But I think one thing that I've learned during this journey is that as you're healing, um, you're still going to have those hard parts. You're still going to have those ugly parts that you're working through, that you're processing, that you're um, opening up to and learning more about. But I feel like as you really get further in in your your self-care and your healing journey um you get to a place where you know what those areas are but you don't necessarily try to hide them you don't you know carry guilt about those areas into your next relationship um again you're just you're able to be yourself and let your walls down and just let that person know look this is where i am this, these are the things I've experienced. This is where I am. You know, can you rock with that or not? Or at least that's where I am. That's where I am right now. Can you rock with that or not? And and, and also, can I rock with what you're bringing? Because I know that I'm not expecting the next person that, that I date to be perfect. I'm not expecting the next person to be 100% completely healed. What I am expecting, though, is for that person to be aware. There needs to be some type of self-awareness. And this person needs to, just like I'm doing the work, imperfectly doing the work, they also need to be imperfectly doing the work. I do have certain things that I will not accept in a relationship. So certain things will just automatically be off the table. Like if you're abusive, that's off the table. If you're violent, that's off the table. If you're not able to communicate, that's off the table. If you're not able to show another person love and respect, that's off the table. You know what I'm saying? But outside of those types of things, just you bringing your imperfect self 
and me bringing my imperfect self, we're both healing, we're both, you know, doing our best to communicate and just have this relationship where we're able to let our guards down, our walls down. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. So, you know, just someone that's doing the work, like I'm doing the work, right? And me not accepting less than what I deserve. Because for a long time I did. I, again, I, I'm just like, hey, there's a guy walking down the street. Oh, you think I'm cute? All right, you're my boyfriend now. I mean, I'm simplifying it. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily like that, but you catch my drift, right? You catch my drift. Um, let's go ahead and take a break right here for just a moment. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP Verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Okay, now let's go ahead and get back into this conversation. Um, so let's see. But yeah, just Miss Independent, she was shining, shining through. And that, I think that was also just me being in survival mode too. I don't think, I know. Because there was a certain period of my life. I think I, ju- I've been in survival mode for decades. And it may have looked a little different depending on what season of life I was in. But real talk, I was in survival mode for decades. So that Miss Independent Brie, she had to be there for a while because of the season that I was in. She had to be there for a while. And so I get that. But I don't feel like I'm in that season anymore. 
And so I, I, whereas I was afraid to let people in and afraid to let people see the real me and afraid to be soft or afraid to show emotions, like just having that guard up and just being that sarcastic Brie, I don't have to be her anymore. I don't have to be her anymore. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, I think another part of it too, even though I've said all of that, I think another part also was that I, I knew, like one of the reasons why I've been single too is I knew I needed to prioritize and center my healing and happiness. And it was as simple as that. That was another reason why I was single. Like once I started doing the work, like I knew and I know that I had to begin to prioritize myself. I had to learn how to center my healing, center my happiness, center my joy, center my abundance, center my self-love, center my relationship with God, like center all these things that matter to me. And it, I, I, I didn't feel like I could do that if I was in a relationship. Because relationships require so much of us, just like being a parent does. Relationships require so much of us. They really do to make a relationship work. Yes, a relationship should have ease. If you're fighting all the time, that's not it. If there's conflict all the time, that's not it. That's just not it, y'all. That's just not it. And so it's hard to prioritize your healing if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't understand, first of all, why healing is even necessary, right? Um, If someone values, you know, quote unquote, I'm like just hardness and being, being a man and all that stuff, like, you're, it's it's it, it's going to be hard to prioritize yourself in, in, in a relationship like that. It's going to be hard to center your happiness in a relationship where your partner thinks that everything you do needs to center on him, right? And so I just didn't want to be in a relationship right now and run the risk of not being able to make my healing to prioritize my healing the way that I deserve. Does that make sense? I hope that it does. I hope that it does. So that was another, that's another reason why I've been single. Like now that I've been in this healing journey, because I started my healing journey, maybe no, it was after my brother passed away. So let's say 2017, 2018. Um, and my last relationship, my last real relationship was, I think that ended in maybe, uh, I want to say 2016 if I'm not mistaken. So maybe actually my journey probably started towards the end of 2016 before 27, before my, the reason why I remember 2017, if you haven't listened to the podcast or you're not familiar with my story, familiar with my stories, because that is the year, July, 2017 is the year or the month and year that my brother was shot and killed. And I, that was when things, when I really was like, I've got to do me, <laughs> because life is short but I think honestly if I'm thinking back after my last relationship with which ended I think in August of 2016 sorry y'all there's a helicopter give me one second here
so in case I didn't say it, I'm at my one of my happy places. I'm at the park recording this podcast episode, and there's a helicopter flying over. But um, my last relationship was August of 2016, and that relationship was a doozy. And I think that actually around that time, towards the end of 2016, is when I really was like, no, I got to really do this self-care thing. (laughs) And then it was amplified, like kicked into overdrive in 2017 after the death of my brother. So I would say technically I started my, like legit started my self-care journey end of 2016. So that was uh, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Are we in 22? It's been about six years as a matter of fact. Actually, yeah, because that was August, September 2016. And here we are, September of 2022. It's officially been six years of me really learning more about me, prioritizing me, prioritizing self-care. So You know, I've been single for six years now. I know that probably sounds absolutely insane, especially for me to be so beautiful, so smart, so intelligent, you know, um, so bomb. Do do y'all still say that in the streets? She the bomb? I don't know. I'm old. (laughs) Um, It's been six years that I've been on this journey and and six years of singleness. And so it's easy to, you know understand why people may think or assume that someone that is in my position would be lonely. That's why I'm having this conversation with you now, because I know that some of you are in a similar situation, be it single, divorced, never married, widow, etc. Right. Um, so yeah, let's get back into it. So, um, where am I now with things? Well, I would honestly, I can tell you that for a long time, I didn't even want to date. And again, that's because I was wanting to take care of me. My last relationship, again, I don't even really want to talk about it, but it was a doozy. And I can tell you that I've had the opportunity to be married at least twice that I can remember. Once was in the relationship and there was a ring, but once was in the relationship that ended in 2016. And then the relationship that I mentioned before with the gentleman or the guy that now I know he has a mental issue. I'll just say a mental issue. Um, He wanted to get married in Vegas. And that was when I was in my, I think, mid 20s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we literally could have gone and gotten married. If you live on the West Coast, like West West Coast, or you live in Cali, you know how often we go to Vegas, right? Especially when you're your twenties. Like that was the thing, <laughs> going to Vegas like all the time, at least a couple of times per year. I did that actually up until like my mid to late thirties, I would guess. Um, so there was an opportunity to just hop in the car, drive to Vegas, and get married. And he actually wanted to get married. And I'm so glad that I did not. I'm so glad that I did not. Um, And then again, the relationship that I was in in my 30s, that included possible marriage. Again, there was a ring. um, And I did not. And I'm so thankful. And there were red flags in both of those relationships. But because I just was not secure in myself and because also I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should just get married like some of the some of the reasons that I was just like maybe I should get married is because 
And these are reasons why you know <laughs> marriage is not it. Like, at least to this person, like, this is not it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, you know, at least I'll have an extra income stream coming in. This is, I'm just being real with you, okay? <laughs> um, or, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to be alone anymore. I don't want to be alone anymore. Or, you know, now I'm getting a certain age. What are people going to think about me? Because I've never been married. So maybe this is a good decision. Um, well, you know, I, yeah, I love them. There's, there's feelings of love there in spite of all these red flags and all these things that are telling me this person is not for you. Um, and there were many. Those were the reasons why I was considering marriage. And I can be honest about that now. Maybe I didn't necessarily intentionally think that way, right? But I think on the subconscious level, it was there. And I, I just knew that person wasn't my person. Like there was just so much conflict so much conflict in that relationship and I just felt like I couldn't even be myself I just couldn't even be myself so I just chose to extract myself and again I'd rather be alone than in a relationship that is not for me um so as for now um I can tell you for the longest time I did not want to date I just wasn't ready and most days, I guess, I, I still kind of don't. I, I've gotten to a place where I'm just very comfortable with me. I love learning more about me. I love exploring, you know, things that I like. Um, and I, and I want to make it very clear that it's it's not because there aren't good men out there. I, I want to make sure I say that. I don't. I believe there are definitely good men out there. I believe there are excellent men out there. Perfect men? No, I'm not saying that. But I do believe there are great men out there. And listen, I am open. I don't care at this point. <laughs> Hashtag black love. I am here for black love. Um, all of the relationship relationships I have been in have been with black men. I love love. I love black love. I'm here for it. However, the older I get at this point, listen, I don't care if you're black, brown, white, green yellow red purple (laughs) at this point I don't care I am just I am open to love if you are a white man and you come correct I am open to love if you are a black man and you come correct I am open to love if you are a latinx man um and you come correct I am open for love if you are an asian man listen again I'm just making it clear in case there are men listening to this episode. I am open to love. That is the priority for me when it comes to dating. Um, Not the color of your skin. Again, I love black love. But at this point, as I'm nearing my 50s in a few years, um, if if the person comes correct, I'm going to explore it. Right? If the person has the right heart, I'm going to explore it. If the person has the right self-awareness, I'm going to explore it. So that's where I am with that. Um, Because I know that there are still amazing men out there. I don't really feel like weeding through the riffraff, honestly. So that's why I've kind of been like double-dutching with the possibility of getting back out there. But I really honestly think that 2023 is going to be a year of me just putting myself back out there. That's honestly how I feel. So we'll see what 2023 brings. But in the meantime, I'm still just doing the work. I'm still just doing the work. And for me, that means, again, just really infusing 
myself with self-love in every opportunity. That looks like setting boundaries. That looks like um, in certain situations, staying up for myself and not just like people pleasing. It looks like honoring my boundaries. It looks like um, just doing things that show I care about myself and nurture myself. Um, It could just be something simple like just getting up, taking a shower, lotioning my body. I know this sounds really basic, but I'm just telling you what it is for me. Lotioning my body, putting on a little bit of makeup, putting on something pretty, Um, looking at myself in the mirror and just saying, hey, girl, you are so beautiful. You are so smart. Um, Just dating myself, really doing things I like for myself, taking myself out to eat, buying myself flowers, um, uh, enjoying downtime by myself. Like, just doing those kinds of things that help show me that I love me and help show me that I care about myself. Because I can tell you that when you get out in them streets, narcissists and other people like that, they can look at you and see that you are not secure. They can look at you based on how you take care of yourself, how you speak about yourself, the types of conversations you hold. Like, they can glean from that oh, she's somebody that I can, you know what I'm saying? Even if they don't do it consciously, like people can pick up on that. And so I'm not trying to put that out there. I want to let people just know, even without saying a word, that this is who I am. This is how, based on how I carry myself, based on just little, you know, things like that. Like, And so that's why, that's another reason why I'm really taking time to center me and prioritize me and love me and take care of me and make sure that I'm good. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. So that for me is what the work is. That's a part of my healing work. Um, Just taking care of my needs. Even the needs of past Brie and, and little Brie when I was a kid. Like what things, and this is maybe a question for you too. What things were you missing in your life when you were younger that now as, adult, as an adult, you're like, man, I really wish I had that in my life. Be it more words of affirmation, be it um, just more gentleness, be it more um, friendship, more support, more... Um, Feelings of safety and security. Like, I'm just quickly trying to give you a few things that maybe you felt like you were missing in your life that you can give yourself now or find ways to get now, right? That's the type of work. That, that for me, is doing the work or a part of doing the work. There's more to it, but that's a part of doing the work. So that's where I am right now. That, that's what I'm doing right now. That is the work that I'm doing. So, again, to answer this episode's question... Um, Like, am I lonely right now? Am I lonely as a woman in her mid... Or am I technically in my late 40s now? I guess late 40s. Ah! (laughs) I'm in my late 40s. I don't think I can say I'm in my mid 40s anymore because I'm 47. So now I'm officially in my late 40s. Um, You know, am I lonely? How do I feel about never being married? I feel like, honestly, it's been a blessing because the possibilities that I had were not for me. And so now I can look back and say, you know, thank God. Thank God for me not being in those situations. Um, I am not lonely. 
I am not lonely. I am alone. I think that's an India RE line. I may be alone, but I'm not lonely or something like that. That sums it up right there. That's how I feel. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being alone. Um, but there is a but. But I think I am ready to start cultivating a relationship beyond the one that I'm cultivating with myself. So again, I'm excited to see what 2023 brings because I do feel like I'm ready to put myself back out there in the dating pool. (laughs) So maybe I'll have some stories and transitions and all that kind of stuff for the podcast as I continue on that part of my journey in 2023. So that's it for this episode. I hope that it brought you some some understanding some maybe some peace in where you are right now even if it's just to show you that you know you're not alone it's not just you no matter where you are right now in your status it's not just you you're not alone we've all had some highs and lows and it is honestly okay to have time to yourself there is no specific amount of time that is quote unquote bad or wrong or right It's whatever makes sense for you as you continue doing the work and loving you and building your esteem and building up your foundation. Because I can promise you while you're doing the work, when you do, even if you're in a relationship right now, as you continue doing the work, it can only make your relationship better. It can only make your relationship better. You doing the work can only make your relationship better. That's how I feel. And if you're single, it can only make your next relationship better, right? When you go into a relationship as a healed or healing person, that can, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So that's where I am right now. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, whether you are married, single, in a relationship, in a situationship, (laughs) confused, not really sure what's going on. I want to hear your thoughts on this. And also, I just want to know, like, what has your experience been like when it comes to just being by yourself? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel happy? Do you feel joy? Are you, you know, enhancing your relationship with yourself? Do you feel miserable? Like, I just want to hear your thoughts on being alone. All right. So that's it for this week's episode. Um, I'm so glad that I was able to kind of talk about this and maybe I can do some more um, episodes on just like relationships. I really do want to. I would love to have a relationship expert on. I want to have someone on that can talk more in depth about attachment styles. I think that's very important. Um, I I don't know. I just have a lot of ideas for episodes. So I really do want to start having more experts on so that we can really continue to uh, lean into ourselves and, and deepen our healing. So definitely much more to come. So that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Oh, by the way, if you would like to email me because I didn't give you the email address, it is connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that is connect at browngirlselfcare.com. That is it for this week's episode. I cannot wait to speak to you next Monday. In the meantime, have a blessed week and we will talk again soon.